Hi, everybody. It is Thursday, April 1st, and it's 9.30 a.m. Pacific, and I know it's 12.30 in New Jersey where Gal is at. And I'm really excited because today, first of all, it's Gail's birthday. So I just really want to celebrate her that she's on the podcast today. And what's really exciting is we didn't even plan this. Like when I asked her this specific date, she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's also my birthday. And I'm like, how exciting is that? This is totally God. And so I really want to just take this moment to really celebrate who Gail is. And I'm, I'm really excited that we're talking about the light inside of you really shining from the spirit within because Gail really she she shines from from um, the expression of the divine and she's been such a positive presence in my life since I met her which was like four years ago I think it now was in in Bali I met her on a writer's retreat and the first thing, I mean, I always associate Gal with the color purple and butterflies. And, <laughs> um, so she's always been such a bright, warm presence um, in my life and also in the lives that she's um, touched and been around. And so I'm going to first give a little introduction into who she is. So Gal Friganson Jones is an award-winning journalist, speaker, podcaster, and peer recovery coach. Her Butterfly Effect program offers peer-to-peer -peer coaching to those struggling with the addiction of a loved one. She shares her experience as a recovering codependent who lost three loved ones to alcoholism, yet found joy and freedom through her own recovery. Gail is a student of metaphysics, which has been an important part of her healing and is studying to be a licensed practitioner. To learn more or subscribe to her newsletter, you can go to www butterfly so that's b-u-t-t-r fly f-l-y-e f-f-e-c-t effect so the butterfly doesn't have the e in the butter in it just to clarify that or you can contact her at info at butterfly effect.com she also has a butterfly effect podcast that you can check out so before i i give her the space to, to add anything else to um, what I just shared. I think in relating this to embodiment, I think as, and this I kind of shared in the first podcast episode, which is it's like when we come home to ourselves and really learn to focus in our body and a rest in, and just who we are, it's like we really actually come to know our trinity, which is spirit, which is God's presence within us. Um, which is the still point centered awareness that is very conscious of our experience, experience but it was, which is very grounded in the present moment because we get a move from out of in the head, which a lot of trauma and um, residual or past pain can keep us really stuck. And this is where we can get really disconnected from our body and just think things too much throughout our life. And we begin to move from the head to the heart and find a rest in spirit. So I'm excited for this topic today because we're gonna like really dive in a little bit more as to what like what your true self really means and what does it mean to really embody who you really are, the light inside of you. So Gail, I wanted to just create space. Was there anything else you wanted to add about who you are and about what you do? Um, no, no, you said it all. 
<laughs> said it all. Thank you very much okay. for that introduction. Beautiful. Okay, so I'm curious. Uh, so what does the light inside of you mean to you? Well, um, when I think about this, I recall, you know, I was um, a kid who grew up in church, like from birth. <laughs> so I was in Sunday school every Sunday. And I remember the song they taught us from our earliest, from our youngest, was this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And I so appreciate that. Now we sang it all the time. We sang it all the years that I was growing up. And it was so important to how I learned to view myself and have self-worth and have confidence and know that I was loved by God and that there was a light inside me. Um, I'm not sure how I was processing that as such a young child, but it was very affirming. It was, it was, I would say, my first affirmation of who I am and that I was worthy and loved and, and beautiful. It is just that there was a light inside of me and that I should not hide it. I remember learning a Bible verse about not hiding our light under a bushel because light is to be shared. It's, it's, it cast out the darkness. We can't see each other without the light. And when we, we step into the light, we bring others in with us and we can see our humanity. We can see the spirit within us. We can see God working within us. So I, I remember that song as being my first affirmation. And I don't know if I recognized it then as that I was sharing, that there was a light to share. I was just looking at it as, oh, I felt good about myself. But feeling good about yourself is the light that you share with other people. Yeah, I love how you bring it back to sharing it with others, right? I mean, yes. it it could start off as this affirmation of your worthiness and um, that you have purpose and, and receiving yeah, God's loving presence. But I really like how you mentioned that it's like once you're, what you're able to receive, then you're able to give to others. Yes. Yes. It's not to, um, you know, God is our light. God is our guiding light. And so the same way that that divine love of God, which is the light of our soul and our spirit is shared with us. Our purpose is to, to radiate that wherever we go, we take it with us. Um, and, and in very simple ways. I mean, um, when I'm coaching people, the first thing in every session is always, I want to see, let's smile. Let's all smile. It just, that's a way of shining your light. And the thing that that is a little disappointing, I'll say to me during this whole pandemic, 
the only the only thing that bothers me about wearing a mask is that people can't see me smile at them. <laughs> so I've been telling people I'm practicing smiling with my eyes. I mean, that's just a simple way for us to share our light with everybody and to bring a smile to their face just to brighten someone else's day. Yeah, I like how you mentioned it's the, it's, it's the subtle small things that don't even have to be grand, like smiling. And I'm also thinking of like just the moments of connection, right? Yes. Spontaneity. I'm even thinking of like um, just expressing from your inner child, like what children, how yes. children are and how they express. They're pure and they don't really... They don't really hold back from just expressing. <laughs> like that's they're right. in their expression of just like going out into the world and just being like hi to, yeah. to strangers or being so in awe of nature and and food even and coloring and just art and dance and and all of that. And so I'm curious what because you you mentioned that you heard the song like this little light of mine when you were younger. And and I'm curious, like, what did you, or I guess, were there any sort of challenges that you experienced though in really stepping up more into who you are? Um, Cause you, you had that first uh, experience where you were kind of fed with, with God's word in that way of like an affirmation yes. of what your identity really was. But, where did it really begin to click for you? Because I think, um, you know, we can definitely hear affirmations and all that, right? But sometimes it takes a while for us to begin to embody it. So I'm curious about your journey around that. Well, um, you know, also when we're children, we're we're kind of insecure and we feel the, you know, that we know that we're vulnerable. We have a sense of vulnerability. We know what we, we know that we don't know a lot of things and that we're relying on adults. So having, so as we get older, as I grew older, um, some of that snuck in and plus we have, social conditioning and a lot mm -hmm. of judgment in our growing mm -hmm. up judgment in school how are your grades uh judgments by your little classmates kids aren't always so nice um and then there's the as we get older and into the teen years there's the pressure of you know Am I going to finish school? Am I, what kind of career am I going to have? What am I going to be? We're always asked as a child, what am I going to be when I grow up? But what happens is that's all the outer world. That's all circumstantial. Mm -hmm. That's not who the part of us that is our inner self is not, it's not nurtured in all of that. So we're going to school and we kind of do this rote learning thing and we learn the history of the country and we learn math and we learn science. It's There's never a connection made. What, who am I in this? Who I always wanted to, for somebody to want to know who I was, <laughs> how I felt, what, you know, the questions. I, I was a questioning child. 
And in school, I would get in trouble for asking too many questions. That shouldn't be because I was trying to find out who I was. I was I was trying to shine my light and say, there are things I want to know about me in all of this so that I can really shine my light. I can really live my full potential. And then you get into the work world and there's really no interest in who you are, mm -hmm. only in the task that you can do. Mm -hmm. And that was very disturbing for me. And what was called success, I, I, I embodied all the success of professional and economic and all of that, but the fulfillment that comes from your inner self that was not um, that was not tapped into, and so I'm I'm not sure my light was. I know my light wasn't shining as bright as that song that I learned as a child. It was there. I was smart. I was you know at the top of my game, as they said. I was on my grind. I was hustling. I was, but none of that is who we are inside. You know, mm -hmm. and um, so it took me a while to come to terms with um, how can I find my place where I can be in my full expression of who I am. And that's mm -hmm. something you know about. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. what we were doing in Bali together. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, you made a lot of important points about, I mean, I can start with the vulnerability as a kid. I think, yeah, when as kids, we grow up, right? We, because we're so innocent and yet when we're not protected and we're vulnerable to being hurt, that is where we can split off. Like you're talking like parts of ourselves because of the shaming shame. Oh my gosh. Shame so much corrodes self-worth and self-esteem because then it's like oh this part it's bad or i can't express this oh i can only express this part of myself because that's where i receive the love and approval and yes. then it's like i'm just getting this image of like um just like a a a, a, a mirror getting fogged up and and clogged up just by all this gray and dark matter because then it's like the initial heart space as a kid that the innocence and purity that you're living from and the expression begins to kind of get fogged up by all these experiences because as a kid it's like we're not supported by society by communities i mean we can start in the family system but really it goes extends out into the greater larger community and like society right of not supporting our households with the actual support that we need but really it's like there's not enough positive and healing experiences that even when children do go out and they experience this, when they go home, it's, they don't have the, the protection, right. Or the boundaries of like where, um, any of these narratives can be still deconstructed, you know, um, of like, no, that's not a bad part of you or no, that's, yes. you know, that's, that's okay that I'm sorry that the, you know, the teacher said this, or I'm sorry that you experienced that with your friend. Like there's nothing wrong with you. No, because usually at, at going on at home, 
everybody's struggling within themselves at home in the parenting, right? So it's like so much fractured, split off parts of ourselves. Um, When we were already naturally in that divine expression from we were young, um, but we just needed the space, like you said, to really attune to ourselves. And I think that's kind of like what you're speaking to of like, wanting to go to school as a younger kid and ask the questions because you, this is where you begin to like learn about yourself. Like you already have the wholeness within you of God. Right. And so it's a, it, you're just trying to get to know that expression because that's a part of growing from a being young to adulthood. Right. But then you have the experiences of like what you were talking about when, you're not allowed to ask those questions and you're only then allowed to, well, what do you want to do for a living instead of, Hey, what lights you up? Like, what are yes. you naturally gifted at? It's automatically like, what are you going to do for a living? You know? And, yes. and, and all that. Cause I mean, that is like based off of the survivalism of our world. Um, so you speak a lot of truth to, I'm thinking of just inner child work of, and I'm, I'm even thinking how much that relates to how, so many of us walk around with our wounded inner child and then we're kind of unconsciously seeking others to really validate these parts of ourselves that if people don't see or validate us, then we get into the shame cycle, you know? Um, so there's a lot of different topics that like are coming up right now. So I really appreciate it though. I mean, you speak to a huge a huge piece of the light within us of how we're already whole when we're born into this world, we already have light inside of us. Yes, we do. And, um, but the odd thing was that at the same time that I was being taught that I had a little light of mine that I should let shine, there was a counterpoint of judgment, of fear, of um of not doing of you know what being watching your p's and q's not not being able to make mistakes not no idea that you can learn from mistakes that we can grow from mistakes um so even going to school um even though we can be smart we can be at the top of our class but at the same time there's always that feeling that how are you going to mess up? When are you going to mess up? When is your when are your grades going to slip? When you know the same thing at work, being compared to your coworkers, who's doing a better job? These things are what I w- I described earlier as um, that fear causes us to hide our light under a bushel mm-hmm. because just like you're saying. We're trying to avoid that pain and that trauma. We're trying to avoid being wounded. And and uh, we're recalling wounds of our younger self and we bring those wounds into our adulthood. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we have, we have uh, the memory, the, the psychological memory, the emotional memory. Um, that our, our light can't get from behind sometimes. It takes us, we need help. <laughs> we need help. That's yeah. why people like you and I are coaches because from our own experience, 
that's really what we share is our experience. We have gone through it and that's how we know what everyone else we recognize it in ourselves and we have been able, we're, we're always working on our healing. And like I said, I, I just, you know, my healing comes with smiling. You know, it's simple things like when I was really caught in my woundedness, mm -hmm. if I had, um, if I had um, a problem with a company that I was doing business with, say the phone company, and I called customer service. My back was already up when I called <laughs> and I was ready to go to war. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's that's how we're, we become hypervigilant from because we're taught that that's what we're supposed to do, that that's how you get your way is that you have to fight. The, the term is always used. We're going to have to fight for what we want. And once I got in touch with myself. And, and for me, it came through meditation, through prayer, just sitting in the silence, calming my nervous system, becoming more, practicing mindfulness. Now I allow my light to shine. So when I call, because letting your light shine just means being compassionate to others, being kind, being considerate. So I'm cons I start from a point of being considerate. This person has been hollered at, cursed at, everything all day long. I'm going to bring a little light to them, even though I'm really teed off about the situation, but I don't have to take that out on them. How are you doing today? It's really nice out today. This is my problem. Can you help me? You know what? You, you're really, even if they can't help you with the problem, thank you so much for putting time and effort in. Thank you for, you know, I'll go to the next number you told me to call. And you have a good day. That's what letting your light shine is. Just thinking of others, being kind, being compassionate, bringing a little joy and happiness. And you know what? that calms my nervous system too. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be in a rage. I don't, why am I, I'm upsetting myself. This person hasn't even done anything yet, but answer my call. So that's that's the light we want to shine in, in, in small ways, in ways big and small, but it starts with being mindful of others. It starts with being mindful of how we want to be seen in the world and who we want to be in the world. Do we want to be part of the problem or part of the solution? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's key right there, the part of the solution. And I love the mindfulness in the small moments, even on the phone calls, especially you know, when you're paying bills or when you, you see an error on something, I was talking to somebody, I forget, it was like a week and a half ago. I think it was, I was calling something related to, um, I forget what it was, but the other, the, the, the man that was on the other side of the phone, I was blown away how kind he was to me because yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Like it, I was just blown away. He was just so kind to me. And I said, whoa, I had to, I had to reciprocate it. Cause I was like, yes. wow, thank you so much for being so kind to me because he's like, well, this is my job. And I'm like, but, but I don't typically experience this, you know, right. I get it. cause to have to be in your type of work, I get it. You, 
you're dealing with your own stress and dealing with people who are stressed and all that. But I said, I have to take the moment here and celebrate you and really thank you because it's really refreshing. And actually it was one of the, it was a, actually one of the days that I was having a tough day. And I remember walking away from that conversation. I ended up, um, positively commenting him to his supervisor to pay for, but I remember getting off that call and thanking God because I was like, thank you God for sending this person over the phone. Yes. Allow me to receive your love in that exactly. moment. Exactly. <laughs> I was just like, it was just one of those days for me, you know? And I was like, it, it really did light me up. Like his light really did touch me. And so I love that you use that, that um, example because the, it has such a profound impact. If we're also, allowing ourselves to receive because even as you're speaking to that i'm also thinking like life's always trying to support us life yes exactly us. that's right and you were receptive and life gave you that support that's right uh you know and it goes both ways so um mindfulness is really to to me um that's what really um, changed, changed my attitude and my, and that's where I let go of a lot of the social conditioning. I don't approach life as if I have to fight, as if it's a fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah. you can't smile if you're feeling like you got to fight all the time. You cannot bring light to anybody. So you, you also appreciated his kindness and that, you know, it, you reciprocated, you're right, because it felt good. It felt so much better. Whether your problem was solved or not, you didn't exasperate the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's two things that you mentioned that I want to bring up. I'm going to get to the social comparison in a second, but I'm even thinking, um, you know, we can even see God's light shining in others. Even it's like all around us, even in when we see, um, I love going to the park because I love seeing families play or animals um, play. I feel like the park is such a great way to just receive God's light. And just, I, I love people watching because those moments of connection you yes. know, I'm like, wow, the, like I'm really being supported in this moment by receiving all of these gifts like all around me. And another thing that um, with the social comparison, I think going back to the to or the social conditioning that you said and also the social comparison, I think, yeah, the social conditioning and the social comparison, once again, that ties so much to shame so much to shame of us thinking yes. there's something wrong with us. Yes, yes. That can keep us so isolated and stuck in um, not even connecting with community and really getting caught up in um, just getting just caught up. Um, so I'm curious how, like, how was it for you then to kind of move out of this space of like stepping more in, into your light? Like, what was that like for you? Well, like I said, um, a lot of um, spiritual study and meditation was really the first thing that really, and journaling is what's very important. That's where I, 
I wrote down what I was really feeling. And that's where I noticed all this conditioning, all these limiting beliefs, mm -hmm. all these things that really weren't working out for me, all these things that convinced me that I didn't have a little light that was shining. And there was a lot and it wasn't anything. And one of the, um, you know, being a journalist and working in the news industry, it's a very competitive profession. And everybody, you're comparing yourself. If you work for the Washington Post, you read the New York Times every day to see if they beat you on a story and your editors are holding that against you. And, you know, that person is better than you. What are you doing? And you can win a Pulitzer Prize today and tomorrow, your editor is like Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? Mm -hmm. So there's no real rest and, and affirming of you in that situation. And when I um I went to Deepak Chopra's um center outside of San Diego some years ago, when I first started on a spiritual journey, and I went for an emotional healing retreat. And one of the things they taught, and, and this is kind of a Buddhist concept too, that comparison will kill your joy. Mm -hmm. If you compare yourself to anybody or anything else, and that there's no need to do that. Mm -mm. You have your own light to shine and they have their light to shine. And so we're just two shining our lights. There's not one that's better than the other. And that was mind blowing for me. And I took that with me. And the other thing that's real important to me in discovering this is the four agreements. Mm -hmm. I, ever since I read that book, I live by the four agreements every day. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't assume anything. Always do your best. That that's uh, your light will shine bright. <laughs> Just and you'll you'll feel the light radiating in you because it has to start within you. You have to accept your light. Yes. Shine it on yourself. Let it shine from within you. And it's it's like we have to turn the switch on, the light switch on within us. Mm -hmm. And then let it light up the world. Yeah, I love I love the four agreements. All of those, they're so simple, but they're so profound. But then again, simplicity is best, right? Like simplicity yes. <laughs> is so complicated, right? That's right. And really, it's like actually the more that the more that our the vibration of our light gets more expansive, it's because we do align more with the truth that which is like simplicity, right? Simplicity yes. and and order. And um I was even thinking um about there was another thing that you mentioned about um, allowing. Oh, the comparison. So true about the comparison. And and I even have mentioned with clients too. I actually had a client the other day who um, um, she was mentioning about somebody else's self-love journey um, mm -hmm. that sh she realized, oh, they're they're further along. And 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 I reminded her, and this goes for any listeners, it's like, it's important to be mindful because even when we get onto this self-love journey or even this journey to really like our authentic selves, the shame and comparison can be sneaky again and how it comes yes. up because it's, um, 
we don't need to work harder at self-love. We don't need to work harder at improve. Actually, it's not even about self-improvement as much as it's about really receiving God's love and really relaxing into God's presence and essence. And all these tools of that you're talking about, Gala, of like the right, the journaling, the mindfulness, all of these things are, are tools that help us to connect to ourselves. Yes. But we're trying to work hard, right? Because that's another of the like the paradigm that we're kind of um, fed is like, you need to work hard, you need to push hard, you need to struggle. You need to yes. And it could be just another like whole rat race of even this like self-love journey of it. And even me really stepping up more into my own divine expression, I had to realize too, to put, pull back because there were even a lot of people that I was respecting who I was following that I loved, I respected them in their authentic expression, but I started to realize, oh, I'm, I'm putting too much my energy on reading other people's stuff instead of connecting more to myself. Yes. And also tuning out, putting the boundaries out um, because there's all these different paths, even these spirit, even the good spirit, you know, spiritual paths can, even if it benefits you, it could all become too much if you're also using it as a means to escape your own connection within your own mm. life within with God. Right. So yes. um, I think it's like what you're mentioning. It's like, it goes back to that connection, connecting to ourselves and really listening and, and cultivating that connection that we have with God, because once we get more comfortable in who we are, once we start minding our own business more, <laughs> yes, yes, we can really grow more confident in and who we are because we're living in integrity with ourselves, right? And instead of getting up in the cobwebs of social comparison, um, but also I'm thinking too, there's that you know that there's that tribal fear of rejection, right? Of learning when you really got to learn to stand in your own and really be seen in your own unique expression, it can, be, it can be really scary because like, depending on what background you had growing up, you know, I'm thinking some of the, the beliefs that I grew up with that are common, right? Is like, you can't be spiritual and at the same time, like love fashion and like be like, right. I love makeup and I love all these things. It's like, you know, there's these like sorts of different things. And so, I think it's really important that the more that our light shines, it's because we're really giving ourselves permission to be the creative, unique expression of how mm -hmm. God created us to be. Uh, that is so true. And, you know, we're really having an epidemic of anxiety in our society right now. So many people are just crippled by anxiety. And I believe it's like what you said that you're told to shine your light, but then it has to fit into a box. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you're only allowed so much light to shine. Yeah. And and especially individuality. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have you so you you're almost if you have to feel like you have to be on your grind, you have to hustle, everything is a struggle, you're not good enough, people are going to, uh, they're not going to accept you, you're going to get trolled. You, you're you going to have anxiety. That is a, a, 
a recipe for anxiety. <laughs> that is a recipe. And so you're going to dim your light. You're going to dim it. You're going to try to stay hidden. You're going to try. And then just the thought of struggle and grinding and hustling, that's not appealing. <laughs> and so you're going to give up on what you have to give before you even get started because you know i lived that life for a very long time and it was just exhausting <laughs> it was exhausting it was not fulfilling it was it was successful in if you you know in the terms of the world but um there wasn't even room for god because i thought i had to do it myself mm -hmm. That's the mm -hmm. other thing is that our pride and our ego tells us, oh, and I and I was under the impression, well, God gave me these talents and he gave me these opportunities. And that is true. I don't think he meant for it to be abused and exploited, which was what I was allowing to happen. He, he, ex he wants it to be an expression of self-love, of divine love, of, of gratitude, of joy and peace and beauty. And the other thing that you mentioned about the being in the park, I didn't, um, there was so much joy, so much beauty around me that I really took for granted. Mm -hmm. And I think the, you know, it, the emotional healing retreats and all helped me recognize that I was missing out on a lot of joy that was right around me. I didn't appreciate the trees. I didn't appreciate the grass. I didn't, I, you know, I felt like I had to make the hour and a half drive to the beach to, to get appreciation, but everything around me, the beautiful sky around me, I wasn't even looking for it. And so there are things that could have lit me up earlier. Mm -hmm. It was divine light that was just available to me. And I couldn't see it because I was too busy hustling and grinding and struggling. And I missed, I missed being in the sunshine, being in the radiant light of the divine. I missed it. I missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're mentioning about the <clears throat> anxiety, I think with the hustle and bustle, it blocks our ability to receive, right? Because we think we got to push so freaking hard. Yes. When we're allowed, like, <clears throat> we're allowed to receive enormously. Yes. Like, yes. oh my gosh, we're not supposed to work so freaking hard to the what to work so hard to then burn out that you can't even like keep up with it all right so even in this like um this need to have to prove ourselves and to struggle and to work so hard it's so much of blocking ourselves from resting in god's presence to actually receive more of the gifts that then every moment and every experience can actually you you're receiving the light even more. And, and that's how, and I love how you mentioned that there's sometimes we can even put a, we can hear from whoever around us or 
these messages of that you're only allowed to shine your light so much. You know, it's yes. like don't take up too much space. Yes. Don't do too much, you know, and and that's why it, it's there also has to be discernment, I think, in like the spaces that we're in. Um, the places that we're in, the the communities or the people we're around, if we're hearing any sort of conditional, conditional narratives or expectations of like how we should still be around being who we are or expressing our light, you know, and not honoring the unique divine expression of who we truly are. That's right. I mean, you know, and it seeps into the lexicon, you know, young people saying, oh, you're being so extra. You're always doing too much. Those things have a subtle effect on how people view themselves and what they're doing and what's acceptable and not acceptable. And, and you know, what parameters you need to stay in. And um, we can't allow that. We can't, um, we can't hide our light like that. There's no reason. And, and it's sad that it's, it's even the people who say that to us, it's sad that they see themselves that way. It's, yeah. it's really, it says more about them than it does about us. That's key. Now that's totally key of like, if, you're, I, I actually had written this yesterday of how, you know, walk, you know, kind of see the company that you're keeping, you know, because they could also be a reflection of if you have a harsh inner critic going on and yes. they're being harsh around you. <laughs> like, yes. Start yes. to put those boundaries around the people that are around and watch how your inner critic starts to get a little more quiet. <laughs> right. It's That's like, right. it's like the more that we learn that we are valued, the more that we own God's light more. The more that we we have around us, people who are going to reflect that light back to us um, of that that compassion and that that um, acceptance piece too. Yes, people who will encourage and support, as opposed to because shining our light with that group is a waste of time. It's not going to, you know. Unfortunately, we're not going to dim our light for them, but they're not going to receive what they could be receiving. Um, is the encouragement that we want to return to them, is the support, is the love that we're extending to them, is the example we're setting for them. Unfortunately, um, you know, when people prefer to walk in the dark, um, you know, it's not up to us. Um, but, but we know that divine love can touch people whenever they're ready for it. So when they're ready for, you know, when, as the saying goes, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and that's key. I think in living, because you mentioned something, I forget God's will in the beginning. The more that we begin to step into the light, it's because we're, we're aligning with God's will, right? Actually, we're not even separate from God's will because we move from the head to the heart. We align with God's truth. We embody the truth, God's truth. Yes. We live in surrender in the moment more. That's yes. how also kids did. But um, I forgot what was the last part though that we were just talking about that the 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 control. I don't really remember where I was going with this. But with that is like I think there's a lot to be shared about the surrender piece of. Oh, there we go. Now I, I remember. Okay. You, you mentioned about um, allowing people 
allowing the divine to work on people around us at you know their own timing or whatever. And that's I think the yes. key when we begin to embrace our, our light, we surrender and mind our own business and we surrender other people's processes because we're focused, we're we're here with God. We don't need to be micromanaging, controlling other people and getting caught in their business because we know God's got them, just like how God's got us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. So I don't I don't need to be policing and patrolling people. That's <laughs> right. Because it because of that, because of that serenity and that acceptance of our walk with God, we could bring that wholehearted acceptance of others in honoring our boundaries and honoring their boundaries that we don't need to change or fix somebody like we get to accept them where they're at because we we're we're just in a, we're in acceptance of ourselves in our walk with god yes that's right and that's again goes back to not comparing you know everybody is everything in divine right action one of my favorite affirmations is my life unfolds in divine order and so does everybody else's. And I allow that to happen for them. But I shine my light whenever I'm in their presence. And, you know, I know that they can be touched by it. And I can still be, we can still be touched by them. It's not that their light isn't shining, it's that they don't realize it. <laughs> totally. And I, I love how that. They actually, we all have the potential to even touch people, even when in the moments, if we're not even aware of our light yet, because I see that all the time in, in who I'm connecting with, that I can still see, I can still see the divine in them, the the the, the light with them, even if it hasn't clicked yet. So I really like yeah. what, what you shared, because we all have, we all have the gifts, the innate gifts. And, and I think once again, it goes back to when we, when we start to own the light within, we affirm, we're affirming of ourselves. Like we don't allow the inner gremlins or the inner critic. Like we don't believe in the, oh no, you shouldn't, or you can't know. It's like, I can, I will, I will prosper because I know the truth. <laughs> like That's I know right. the truth. That's yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. That's right. And the universe has our back. The universe is not going to, as long as we're open and allowing and accepting, um, you know, what we, we will manifest who we are, what we are, you know, and we're divine emanations of God. Um, we're individual, we're human emanations of God rather, um, having a human experience, but we're spiritual beings and spiritual beings are light. <laughs> yes. Yes. They are the light. Yeah. Okay, Gail. Well, I really appreciated this conversation. So before we end right now, I, I wanted to ask you if there was any last tool or tip or piece of advice you'd like to give listeners around this topic before we end. Well, I would just um, I would just encourage anybody to to just affirm to themselves all the time, if you know that little song, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Just let your light shine. And in the little ways, the big ways, don't be afraid to let your light shine. And um, you'll get so much, you'll experience so much joy, peace, and love. If you just do that, don't let anybody or anything dim your light. 
I mean, heck, even put that song on. That song will immediately bring joy. Yes. I love it. I love it. Okay, everybody. So um, as I mentioned earlier on the episode, you can find... So her podcast is called The Butterfly Effect. It's B-U-T-T-R-F-L-Y Effect Podcast. And you can also find her at the her website, butterflyeffect.com. So that's B-U-T-T-R-F-L-Y-E-F-F-E-C-T.com. Can they find the link to your podcast on the actual website? No, no, not yet. No, okay. the website is much older than the podcast. So I have to include that. Okay, so I'll be sure then to leave. I know there's a link on this this streaming here, but I will try to leave it on the actual um, podcast. Or you can always feel free to email her too at info at butterflyeffect.com. Once again, that's yes. no E in the butter, just to clarify that. So Yes, um, but I'm on I, Apple, iTunes, and Stitcher, Breaker. Well, I think Breaker's not in. But all, all the main podcast sites, I'm on all of them. Okay, beautiful. Well, Gail, happy, happy, happy birthday again. Thank, thank you, you thank so you. much for just being you and showing up as the light that you are. Thank you for the space that we shared. I really appreciate it. And thank you for everything that you're doing for the community. Thank you. This was a great birthday treat to spend this time with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And everybody that's uh, listening, just stay tuned for next week. Um, for, just for next week's tea chats, which I'll be announcing um, in the beginning of next week. Thank you.